Proverbs chapter 22, verse 29 says, Do you see a man skillful in his work? He will stand before kings. He will not stand before obscure men. Fellow Marketplace Christians, stop apologizing and start winning. Welcome to the Success Edge, the show that helps you take your walk as a Marketplace Christian to the next level. Here's your host, Christian entrepreneur, Tyler McCart. What's going on, Success Edge listeners? Tyler McCart. Episode 133. Hope you're doing well, Success Edge listener. Appreciate you tuning in to this podcast. Yeah, it is right now uh, as this is being recorded. It's 10.34 in the p.m. Yes, 10.34 in the evening. And yours truly is driving on Interstate 85. I am headed to Columbia, South Carolina, where there is a nice warm bed at the Embassy Suites waiting on me. And, oh, man, I'll have to tell you guys uh, that, you know what, Uh, you guys are going to help me stay awake, right? Uh, Just stopped off at a pilot uh, gas station and uh, to give me some coffee so I can get some rocket fuel in me and basically just to be able to stay awake, man. Uh, got a little blood flow and then a little coffee and being able to talk to you guys helped me out instead of me sitting there listening uh, passively to a bunch of stuff. So at any rate, um, so I really want to talk to you guys. Uh, goodness, I got a couple thoughts. I'm going to mind, I had a conversation this morning. Hey, let me get a quick swig of coffee real quick. Mm. That's warm. I don't wake you up right there. Um, yeah, so I had a conversation this morning with a good friend of mine. Uh, and this gentleman, he and I, he, he's on, he does the same thing that I do with my job. He's just in a different territory. And um, he's uh, just... A, He's always asking me questions or making statements that might provoke me to, you know, jump into my, uh, you know, preachimony ness in uh, in the marketplace uh, with him. And uh, but I, I actually wanted to, to touch on something that um, I had a conversation about with uh, actually a great friend of mine, um, Amos Johnson Jr. Uh, over there at the uh, Church for Entrepreneur. I uh, don't know if you've subscribed to that podcast. I'd highly recommend it. Uh, I know that I subscribe to it and am blessed because of my partnership uh, with Amos and with uh, Church for Entrepreneur. But Amos, Amos and I, we got, a, got into a little conversation uh, the other day about, um, you know, just tithing and uh, staying out of debt. And I alluded to that on uh, one of my podcasts I did, I, I believe it was a $20, $20 million, you know, uh, car, cars at your office uh, episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I'd, I'd recommend going back and listening to it. But I go into it and I didn't really have an intention. I was telling Amos I didn't have an intention of talking about, you know, how do you prove 
uh, to God that, you know, he's your source. And, you know, I kind of went into that a little bit more with Amos, you know, that we were kind of just, you know, just going back and forth, sharing, you know, things that we've learned from the word of God. And, you know, Amos said, man, Tyler, you really should kind of expound on that a little bit, uh, what you're talking about there. Because, and in, in he's, he got me all fired up about talking about it. So I'm going to talk about it just for a few minutes here because I can do that on my podcast. Okay, boys and girls. <laughs> I can talk about this. And I've got, I got probably about an hour and a half drive ahead of me. And not, I'm, trust me, I'm not going to talk an hour and a half. But uh, this will just kind of help me, you know, get this out. So how, how do you, how do you, how, what is a practical way to show that, you know, God is your source? Well, there's obviously many ways that you can do that, but, you know, the two things that I kind of narrowed down, uh, just in some, some things that I've learned over the years is if you tithe, you give 10% of your gross income, uh, to the Lord, uh, to the house of the Lord, wherever you're being fed at. And then you uh, stay out of debt, okay? You uh, don't buy something that you can't pay for in cash, all right? Now, I know I've got, I've got plenty of people uh, that would probably go against me uh, in regards to staying out of debt. Um, you know, some, some people uh, would say, you know, hey, debt's, debt's not a sin. It's not something that, um, you know you should, uh, speak against. Well, you know, granted, uh, debt's not a sin, um, at all, but, you know, I don't know if this is a good analogy. This is kind of what popped up in me, but, you know, drinking a little bit of alcohol isn't a bad thing either. Okay. But I choose not to drink any alcohol because of what it can lead to and what it can, uh, create. Right. So with debt, you know, it actually does say in the words to stay to owe no man nothing, except to uh, except for love. Now, it does even say that you know, um, you know, borrowing uh, when you borrow something, you're servant to the lender. Um, it tells the children of Israel that you know one of the curses is to actually, you know, uh, that you are actually going to be the one that will be borrowing from many nations. <laughs> So, you know, it just goes to show that, uh, you know, debt is not a good thing. And, you know, when you make your allegiance that God is your source, um, just with a form of debt, you know, what you're saying is, you know what, God, I'm not going to buy this thing based upon the world's system of finance here. Because in, in, in what, you're, what you're doing and here's the thing, guys. I've, I've gone into debt myself. I've been in debt. And I've been out of debt. Trust me, being out of debt is a whole lot better than being in debt. Okay? I, I'm living proof of that. Um, and when you get into debt, you know, you have just said, okay, look. I'm going to go to the world's way of acquiring money. And... I'm going to go do this right here and um, because I need this thing uh, to be able to help maybe my business or, you know, call it uh, my home that I, you know, need to move my family in. I've got a growing family 
that I need to move into this place, uh, so I need to, you know, go go get a loan. And what you run into is is basically saying, all right, look, you know, I don't um, I don't have the patience enough, you know, to wait. Uh, I'm gonna go and you know borrow the money and you know help God out. <laughs> is that right? I'm gonna help God out with this. <laughs> um, I know that for me. Personally, let me get a quick swig of coffee real quick, guys. Since I'm driving to Columbia, I remember my uh, house that I did buy in Columbia. You know, Amy and I, we had supernaturally gotten out of debt, okay, and uh, coming out of Myrtle Beach. I mean, we were able to pay off, you know, God in his perfect timing and because of seed time and harvest uh, and just the kingdom really kingdom principles, you know, God got us out of debt. He put uh, money in our bank account uh, to where that we went from basically being definitely in the negative uh, because of the debt to being well into the positive of like say $60,000. Well, I don't have time to go into, you know, where the $60,000 went to, but we had kind of uh, in the process of, you know, us living in Columbia, you know, we had um, made some decisions and had gotten into a situation where that we were renting a house. Um, our family had grown. Uh, we had two kids at the time. Trinity had just been born. And we said, you know what? Hey, let's move. You know, we, this lease is up or this lease needs to, you know, this lease of this house that we're leasing has kind of ballooned too much to where that, you know, we can't afford the monthly payment on this and we need to get out of this house. And so because, because of the pressure that was being put upon me, um, and the pressure from the landlord, pressure from just my own self, I'm not having enough money, uh, pressure from having a new baby pressure from, uh, you know, even some of my, uh, some family members to that, Hey, it was time to buy a house. You, you've got these kids. You need a place that you can call your own. You need a house. And so Amy and I, we went out and bought this house. Um, and it was totally, um, I remember just even trying to get the loan. It wound up being, I think a VA loan. And, um, I think that's what it was. And I mean, we had to jump through so many hoops just to get approved for this loan. I, I, I want to say, uh, that we, I even, I think I've even got like a little, you know, uh, trusting God thing that I put up because it was such an ordeal to try to get into this home or just get the loan for the home. It was ridiculous. I mean, even though we were, you know, going to put a down payment of like, you know, I think twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars on the home, you know, and we're going to be financing, you know, what it was maybe about one hundred fifty thousand, and here we were uh, going to the world and just having to, you know, uh, get proof of, you know, income, proof of. Uh, finances, Amy wasn't working. I mean, it was just one thing after the other, after the other with this that I would not wish on anybody. 
it was just a very stressful time. And, you know, again, go into the world system, call it toil, pressure, um, nervousness, uh, having to go to somebody else to ask them, you know, for money. Just, it's not, it's not the best way. You know, it is a way to, to maybe get some needs met, but it's not the best way. So anyway, you know, we did that and, you know, it was definitely not the, the best house, uh, for us. I mean, it, it did okay with us for a short period of time, but man, trust me, uh, once we once we kind of re, recalibrate our thinking, we realized how much we were missing out on and how much that we should have probably just waited on the Lord and, you know, found another rental property uh, to rent and then went and rented that and then wound up moving on to Georgia. Because guess what? You know, even when we moved to Georgia, um, you know, we still we still carried that home in uh, from South Carolina for right at a, um, a little over a year. Yeah, we carried that home because we moved out of uh, from the South Carolina home in February of 2015. And it wasn't until, I think, June of uh, 2016 that we finally sold that house. So we were carrying that house for over a year. And trust me, we had to make a payment on that house every month. <laughs> you know, this was not something that was uh, very fun to do at all. Uh, you know, insurance, I mean, even the insurance was was messed up because we weren't living there. Uh, real estate taxes were getting ready to get, get, get jacked up because we weren't living there. It was just becoming a very bad mess, all because we decided to give into the pressure and you know, go out into the world system to, to borrow money because we, you know, we just, we had to make a quick decision and this was the way to do it. So, you know, obviously we didn't allow God to, uh, you know, give us what we didn't show, show proof to God that, Hey, you're our source, you know? Yeah. We might've used our faith to believe that we we're going to get this loan or, you know, we're going to use our faith that, you know, we're going to be able to, um, you know, uh, get into the home that we need to get out from underneath the landlord, but I don't believe it was the perfect will of God. I believe that was an Ishmael thing that we did, and we just proved that we weren't allowing God to look at, at us and being our source. And what, when I say all that, to say to say this is that you know when you tithe, we go back to the two things: tithe and stay out of debt. How you show that God's your source. When you tithe and you give 90%, I believe that what you're saying, you know, to your Heavenly Father is, all right, Lord, I am giving this 10%, this dime of every dollar, um, I'm, I'm giving this dime to you and pledging my allegiance that you are going to bless the 90% um, so that I can give the 10%. Okay, and um, with that with that said, you're 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 basically you know proving your allegiance to the first system, 
And and then the the second thing that you're doing when you don't go into debt, all right, that's when you really kind of start to, you know, move out in faith and really show, all right, God, hey, I'm not going into debt. I'm going on cash. I do have needs. And I'm really going to prove that uh, Philippians 4.19 is going to work in my life. And this whole seed time and harvest and your kingdom has got to work. Because, trust me, I cannot, you know, the amount of income that I make from my job or from my business or whatever you, you know you have is not going to get the job done with buying a house, buying a car, uh, paying for my kids' college tuition or pay, paying, paying off my student loans that I accumulated over the last, you know, four or five years. Uh, hey, it's just not happening uh, without you really intervening. You really kind of put... God, uh, so to speak, in a corner, or you really kind of throw your eggs in one basket, you know, when you do that, okay, and, you know, it's a pretty bold, bold move to make, and I just wanted to elaborate on that, I mean, I might have talked a little too much about this, but I just want to elaborate on that, that that is what you're doing whenever you stay out of debt, and you give 10%, okay, of your gross income, now, I wanted to move on to actually, you know, the conversation I had this morning uh, with this gentleman. So he and I were sitting there talking on the phone uh, early this morning. I had, uh, he called me up and, you know, there's been a lot of changes going on with my job and just a lot of things happening. And let me get a quick swig of coffee real quick, guys. So I'm on the phone with him. And, you know, he, he makes a comment, um, kind of something that, you know, I, I might have said myself about 15 years ago, okay? And, you know, I, I kind of, because I have a relationship with this guy and that he and I are good friends, you know, I just kind of told him, I said, you know, brother, um, I'm not going to use his name because I didn't ask permission to use his name, but let's just call him uh, John. So I said, hey, John, you know, I totally, totally understand where you're coming from. I, you know, I used to make, you know, statements like that, you know, where that I would say, you know, hey, God doesn't put on you any more than you can bear, um, you know, type scenario or, you know, God uses, you know, I think it was God uses, you know, tests and trials to prove you trust him, you know, and I, and I, and I told John, I said, John, I, I know exactly, you know, where you're coming from. Cause I used to say, I used to say things like that myself, um, you know, and I, I really just didn't understand what I didn't understand. And, you know, he's, and that's, he said, yeah, I said, you know, you know, God, I, I said, John, I said, John, you know, God really doesn't put stuff on you. All right. It's really the enemy that puts stuff on you or the enemy that comes to kind of choke the word out of you, you know, but God's the one that actually gives you a way of escape. And he's like, yeah, no, that's true right there. That God always gives you a way of escape, you know, and, and I was like, yep. And he said, what? But, you know, Tyler, you know, he gives you a way of escape. And, you know, so obviously, you know, that's, that's what I believe. I said, that's true. And so I said, you know, John said, you honestly, you kind of, 
you kind of are great when you believe that way. At least you realize that God's not the, the author or the, you know, the one that is doing this evil thing to you or against you. That it is actually, you know, Satan himself that's come out against you whenever, you know, you have different trials or tests, you know, that, uh, that, that the enemy is actually the one that is to get the word of God out of you, get, um, attack your faith. Well, I said, but John, you honestly, you know, once you say that, you know, about, Hey, the guy's not going to put anything over. He's going to maybe wake a wave escape, you know, for this, that is true. And you've actually, you know, kind of at least upgraded yourself to a certain point where that you know that, but the problem with that is, is that there's a lot of people that believe that way, but they don't know what does that way of escape look like. And this is where I kind of jump into. This is where I kind of wanted to get to uh, success as a community. Was what does that way of escape look like? And I went on to talk to John about say you know so John here's the deal. What? How do you escape? You know what? You know sometimes it is where the God does supernaturally or he delivers you from a situation uh, that might be going on. But how do you already, you know, say, okay, you know what? I know there's a way of escape coming. I just don't know what it is. And you don't get into worry. Don't get into, you know, uh, fretful thoughts. You don't get, get into, you know, negative mindsets at all and you really kind of have a triumphant attitude well how does that work what does that look like and I said John great question glad you asked (laughs) I said John what most Christians need to understand is that your way of escape is actually the word of God and what I mean by that is is once you you know like let's let's say that you know, for me, I was using me as an example. I had come down with some symptoms, if you can't tell already. I'd come down with some symptoms, uh, you know, this past uh, past weekend, uh, especially on Monday, where that I, that I, I was, I was, you know, kind of had a head cold. Uh, let me get a quick swig of coffee, guys. Hang on. That's good coffee, especially since I've got it still in my... Um, Yeti. Yeah, stuff's so warm and hot. It's good. So here I, here I was uh, starting to come down with some symptoms of a head cold and just kind of stopped up uh, and a little bit of scratchy throat, but really just head kind of hurting and, you know, really just really congested. Couldn't breathe really well, especially at night. So, I'll, you know, what uh, I knew God had uh, didn't want me to suffer. And he didn't send this, uh, you know, sickness upon me that obviously, you know, Satan wanted to, you know, use this right here and to slow me down. Well, what does that way of escape look like? Well, I had to go to the, the way of escape is obviously I'm healed. Well, the way that you do that to get that locked down inside of you is you've got to go to the scripture or scriptures that you need and allow this. And here's what I said. I said to John this morning, I said, John, you've got to allow those scriptures to become the anchor 
to you as you go through whatever you're going through. So for me, you know, I had to go to, you know, the verses in Isaiah, Isaiah 53, 5, that is by Jesus' stripes, I am healed and that Jesus took my infirmities and he bore my sickness. Um, I had to go to, you know, 1 Peter 2, 24 uh, and basically say that, hey, you know, Jesus, you know, he's healed all my, um, that I, by his stripes I'm healed. Um, Psalms 103 that, you know, uh, he's healed all my diseases. You know, these are, these are the things that you have got to anchor yourself into and believe those more than you believe what the uh, circumstances are dictating to. I used, uh, you know, finances as an example. Um, I talked about how that, you know, you've got, you know, you can sit there and uh, believe, you know, uh, Philippians 4, 4.19. And utilize Philippians 4.19 as your anchor verse that God is going to supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And anchor yourself, and you might have to say that scripture verse, you know, uh, a thousand times to be able to get it down inside of you, planted and rooted deep inside of you so that, you know, when those uh, waves of doubt and unbelief want to try to knock you off course, that you actually hold fast to that word. You anchor, you've anchored yourself on that word to where you're not, you know, moved. You know, your children, it could be your children, it could be you trying to get a, get a new home. You know, he's actually, you know, John's actually just getting ready to uh, try to get a home. And we talked about, you know, uh, scriptures that he needs to have as far as wisdom and, you know, and so forth. And so I, you know, share with some scriptures that would be good for him to actually meditate on and get those deep inside of him. Now, whether he does that or not is up to him, but I know this, that's what I would do. That's how, what I, I would do if I were in his shoes. So, you know, success in this community, that's, that's kind of where I wanted to come to you at today. You know, wherever you're driving or wherever you're, you know, uh, cutting your grass or or whether you're, you know, uh, in the shower, listening to me, whatever it is, you know, hear me on this, is that when you need a way of escape, you've got to go to the Word first and find that way of escape and let that way of escape that you find in the word to anchor you. You know, one of the first things you've got to believe is that God does make a way of escape. That God does, you know, want you to not be under those temptations or trials. He doesn't want that for you. That's not being productive for him and his child. And you need to be productive. And so you've got to find scripture that backs your case up, that backs up your situation. You know, I've got plenty, I've, I've got some things that are going on in my life right now as I speak that have gone on, you know, for three or four years. And I've got some things that have maybe gone on a little bit longer than that. But I've found the scriptures and I've continually renewed my mind to those to know that, you know what, it's already done. That I believe the word, 
those scriptures that I'm believing for more than I believe that the, what this uh, physical uh, circumstances are going on around me. Okay? And that's how you have to be when it comes to faith. All right? So, success as a community. I appreciate you guys listening. Um, I know that this was a little bit longer than normal. It's about uh, almost 30 minutes. But, hey, I appreciate you tuning in because, really, it kind of helped me. Uh, now I'm all the way on the other side of Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, I think, uh, did I tell the date? It says November the 14th. Oh, yeah, by the way, happy birthday to Tyler Jr., my son. He is eight years young today. And, uh, man, great young man. Uh, he's going to be a great young man following the Lord and a powerful man for the Lord is what he's going to be. Uh, he's just got a magnet of personality and people just drawn to him. And uh, he, Amy and I, we were going to school to drop off his cupcakes to his class. And, I mean, the boy, just a natural way of how he does things, but uh, he, he, everybody knows Tyler Harvey McCart Jr., his, uh, he's not in first grade, but the, one his first grade teacher said last year about him that uh, he is the mayor of first grade. <laughs> he, I mean, they didn't have a whole election, but she's like, he, it's like everybody knows him. Everybody walks up to him, and uh, I think it's pretty cool. But uh, anyway, happy birthday, Tyler Jr. I love you, brother. But uh, success as community, hey. Know that you're blessed, you're highly favored, you're empowered to prosper. You walk in divine health, the spirit of breakthroughs upon you. And gang, we'll catch you guys on the other side. If you feel inspired to take your God-given skills to the next level, download our free report called The Five Tools That Every Marketplace Christian Needs to Crush It in Their Career. God loves when we use the abilities he's blessed us with to do amazing work in the marketplace. So download your report by visiting the successedge.biz slash tools right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Success Edge.